0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes... They make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real-life
1: angel encounters. Hello and welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. This is Christy, and in this episode, I'm going to be discussing how love never dies. Now, love never dies is a class that I've taught on occasion, usually like once or twice a year, either alone or with my dear friend Lisa K. Cooper, who is the author of You Are My Voice. How Love's Voice Never Dies. Well, since Lisa is not here to join me today, I'm just going to talk about my portion of the program. That is the part that I teach. And hopefully this sheds some light on how to connect with our loved ones. Of course, this show is all about angels, guides, loved ones, and all of the magical synchronicities between them all. So first, in understanding how love never dies, we need to understand that we are energetic beings. So as such, we vibrate at a certain frequency. We exist in three dimensions. Four dimensions, if you count time, I do. On the other side of that is the fifth dimension. No, not the band from the 70s, but the fifth dimension. So the fifth dimension and above is the frequency of where we go when our body ceases to function. When the body ceases to function, the rest of us is free to go on. It's just the body that keeps us focused and anchored here. So when the physical body ceases to be animated, the eternal and energetic part of who we are moves into a higher dimension. Now, we can't perceive this dimension with our senses, but it does coexist with our own, kind of like how um, like radio waves, we can't see them, or microwaves, exist alongside of us, but we just don't have the equipment to perceive it. So same thing with the fifth dimension and above. It exists right next to us, but we don't have the equipment to perceive it. Our eyes, our ears, our senses just cannot perceive that. So (laughs) when you die, let's just say you want a physicist to speak at your funeral. And let me explain what I mean by that. You want the physicist to tell your grieving mother that no new energy is ever created and that no energy is ever destroyed. You would want your spouse to know that every scrap of your energy, every vibration, every BTU remains. And to perceive this higher dimension, you need to raise your vibration to reach that of your loved ones. But what about pets? People ask me this all the time. Is the same principle um, true for our pets? Yes and no. No. Let me back that up. Yes and sort of yes. <laughs> With animals, their energy is a little bit different. So animals come from what I call a soul soup or a collective oversoul, And when they pass, make their transition, croak, we can say that they go back to that soul soup if they desire now our companion animals those who have formed bonds with higher life forms they can choose to remain differentiated they can choose to start their evolutionary path and not return to that soul soup but remain their own individual souls so For that reason, they can come back. They can come around and visit us. They can even wait to accompany us when we cross over. And I've had so many pets tell me that in readings. You are so kind to me. You are so loving to me. At the end, I want to be there when you cross over. And um, I remember in my uncle's hospice room when he was at end of life, I had forgotten that he had a German shepherd named Gretchen and that German Shepherd was there waiting for him. I saw her in the in the room, and I'd forgotten that he had a dog. So they will wait for us and stay with us, and they can even reincarnate and be with us again. <laughs> All right, now I want to move on to stories of love after death. Now this is my bailiwick, right? This is what's in my wheelhouse as a medium i connect with our loved ones who are on the other side and i've had the privilege to be with many families and let them know that love never dies in fact that's why i first started teaching this class was to give comfort and support to people who are grieving who've lost someone let them know that We can receive signs from our loved ones and just let them know how that works exactly. Funny enough, I mentioned that I teach this class sometimes solo and sometimes with my friend Lisa K. Cooper. And I was gearing up to teach this class one evening and I get a call out of the blue. It's like, hello, yes, I... um, I came across your your wellness collaborator. Of course, I'm the owner of Radiate Wellness, radiatewellnesscommunity.com, and it's a holistic uh, wellness practice comprised of me and two other practitioners. And this woman said, I just heard about you guys, and I just figured we needed to meet and maybe work on something together. She said, I wrote a book called Love Never Dies. And I said, that's really interesting because I'm teaching a class called Love Never Dies tonight. And so we decided we just had to partner up, and we started working on a class that included both of us. But anyway, these stories of love after death, um, about how love never dies, is really why I wanted to start doing what I do in the first place. As a spiritual medium, learning to connect with the other side, I wanted to do something that would help. And I really do believe that connecting with our loved ones can help a lot. So I'm here to spread the message that love never dies. And these um, client stories I think are going to illustrate. So I had this one client. uh, Her mother had died, and she was absolutely devastated. She was having a hard time moving forward, collecting herself. She just was struggling. When she came for the reading, oh, I connected with her mother right away. In fact, I connected with her mother before she even came in for the reading, and the mother was such a strong presence, and the transformation for this client was profound. Now, interestingly enough, the mother said, well, first of all, she said, oh, this is great from my vantage point on the other side, I can be with my daughter in Shawnee, my other daughter in uh, D.C., and I can be with my family in Mexico, and this is super. I can be with everybody at the same time. She also became one of my guides for a time after, the, after that reading, but not for a very long time, and you'll see why. Because during the reading, the mother said, Yeah, I needed to leave like I did to get somebody ready on the other side. Needed to prepare for a new family member. And that stuck with me and kind of got the attention of my client, if you can imagine. What family member is this? And so maybe a year to maybe a little bit more sometime later, I get woken up in the middle of the night. Now, this happens on occasion. I got woken up in the middle of the night by spirit, specifically this mom. You need to tell my daughter to take vitamins. What? Okay. All right. All right. So I grumbled and went back to sleep. Next night, same thing, middle of the night. She needs to take vitamins. (laughs) The next night and the next waking up in the middle of the night with this message, and I finally said, okay, okay, fine. Called the client, and I said, I just need to tell you your mom wants you to take vitamins, and now maybe she'll leave me alone. The client said, well, isn't that interesting? My husband and I were talking about starting a family, and I just decided that I needed to take prenatal vitamins to get my body ready. I said, that's great. Now I can get some sleep. Well, interestingly enough, this mother actually was that child, was coming back to be with the daughter again, but in a different way, in a different role. What a very special relationship and what a special kid. Then there was another client. Um, Her mother... In this reading, her mother wanted her to know that she was there at her wedding, even though she had passed many years before. Now, I didn't know that her mother had passed. I didn't know that she was getting married. But I said, this is kind of interesting. You've got somebody here saying that she was at your wedding and um, just needed you to know that. And it was really helpful to her. And then, lastly, another story I have is a young couple lost their toddler son due to complications from his birth. He was born premature and had some medical issues. And sadly, he didn't last very long, of course, just made it to toddlerhood. And that after hospital stays and procedures and just all kinds of medical interventions. I and mean, it was not a, not a, fulfilling life for this kid although he was very happy and when I tuned in with him he just saw everything as an adventure it was kind of like being in the doctor's office and saying what is that it's a needle it's going where oh and that thing what are you gonna do with that How? how cool is that This kid was so excited about everything, and he just spread so much joy before his little life was over. And in each session that I did with the parents, I worked with the father and the mother, each session this kid came back to help with them, delivering messages to his parents, telling his father, thank you so much for showing me what it was, was like to be a man, and giving... His mother, just so much props for giving him life and being there and singing to him. It's really beautiful. I went to his funeral, and I hope to never go to another toddler's funeral, that's for sure. But I went to his funeral, and this kid was there. I've, you know, And I've never been to a funeral that the loved one was not present, and this was no exception. So this kid was there. He was present, and he was no longer a toddler. He was a young man. And honestly, this is how he showed up when I was working with his parents as well. He showed up as a you know 18 to 19-year-old kid and just a wonderful presence. So just hearing from their son, knowing he was around was a great comfort to these parents and helped them heal and move on. And they went on to have another child. All right, moving on. So many times people just have very common things that they want to know from their loved ones and loved ones have very common messages for the people who are left here in the physical world some really common messages are I'm okay and people always want to know if their loved ones are okay I just wanna know if he's okay right they want to say I'm sorry because when we get over to the other side we step into pure positive energy, that fifth dimension and above. Those frequencies are frequencies of love and forgiveness, and it doesn't matter what the relationship, when we get to the other side, we have a much expanded view, and we have um, a life review as well, and that helps us to express regret, say I'm sorry, and ask for healing Other common messages are, thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being my partner. Thank you for taking such good care of me. They also want us to know, yes, I knew you were there at the end. Sometimes we have questions about that, don't we? Or, it's okay that you couldn't be there at the end. You know, we beat ourselves up over that. Oh, I wish I was there when my mom took her last breath. That, oh, I was traveling and I couldn't make it back in time. They know. They understand. And then the last common message that I usually hear is, I love you. (laughs) Makes a difference, doesn't it? Now, we may hear from our loved ones in terms of receiving signs. And some common signs that they'll send us are certain symbols. I had a client who I just kept seeing this big orange circle, and I said, what the heck does that mean? She said, oh, that's my dad. He loved KU basketball. (laughs) Who doesn't love KU basketball? Am I right? Symbols, and those symbols are usually something that means something to you or to your loved one, a peace sign, a, a poster, just whatever the symbol is. You usually know what that means. Animals, birds, and insects are another common sign. So we'll often say, oh, I saw a dragonfly. That was my dad. Or I saw, I saw ladybugs. Oh, that was my mom. Cardinals, butterflies, all kinds of beautiful insects. Now, it's not that our loved ones are present within these insects. Not at all. It's that they can manipulate energy, move energy, influence energy in such a way that they can send ladybugs, cardinals, insects, uh, butterflies, owls. Another common sign is flowers, just out of the blue. There was a story I heard on another podcast, because I'm a podcast junkie. Another story I heard where um, a young woman... Felt compelled to go to the store and pick up flowers to take over to her mom. Just, you know, grocery store flowers. And um, when she brought them to her mom, her mom burst into tears. She says, oh my gosh, this is the anniversary of your dad and my first date. And every anniversary he'd bring me flowers and this is the first anniversary he's gone. And these flowers mean so much. It doesn't have to be that cut and dried, too, but, you know, you can find their favorite flowers somewhere in a most unexpected place. Another common sign are songs. My friend Lisa Cooper, the one I told you about, she tells the story of her mother, that her mother had passed and she immediately started receiving signs. In fact, that's why she wrote her book, Love Never Dies, all right, her book, uh, You Are My Voice, How Love's Voice Never Dies. And she was celebrating uh, an accomplishment for her daughter, like a high school graduation or something like that, or a band concert, celebrating at a Mexican restaurant. And they were thinking, oh, it'd be great if mom were here to see this. She just was so attached to you. And, you know, it would really be a party if mom were here. And not too long after that, the song Celebration by Coolin' the Gang. Cool in the gang came on in this Mexican restaurant, and it was so out of place and unexpected in a restaurant like that. It had all been traditional Mexican music, and then all of a sudden, here comes in the Gang, and they just knew that was mom. <laughs> Another common sign is that we might feel our loved ones' presence, and that is unmistakable. Absolutely. We know without a doubt that I feel my mom with me, right? I feel my loved one. Next, I want to talk about dream visits. Surely many people listening to this have had dream visits. Now, remember when I was talking about how the fifth dimension and above is where our loved ones are and the fourth dimension and below is where we are? So our loved ones, without a physical body to weigh them down, are at a higher vibration. We, in the dense physical world, are at a lower vibration. In order to meet in the middle, we have to raise our vibrations or clear our vibrations, and then our loved ones need to lower their vibrations. And this can happen in sleep. Dream visits during sleep are a very good way for our loved ones to reach out to us because the conscious mind is out of the way. The conscious mind allows us to be fully into the right hemisphere of the brain, into the dream state. The dream state is a higher vibration. Our loved ones can come along and visit us quite easily. And that's why some of these dream visits seem more real than real. And you know what I mean. They seem very lucid. They seem oh my gosh like I could reach out and touch them and many of you listening have probably had that experience I'd love to hear from you and so next I want to talk about how even difficult relationships can work in this way because people say all the time well Christy you just don't know what my relationship with my dad was like he would never forgive me on the other side And I don't think I would even want to hear from him. Well, let me tell you that when we do get over to the other side, we do have a full reckoning. We have a life review. We have the full picture. And we see everything from love. So, yeah, when we get to the other side, um, there can be forgiveness and healing. And we can work with our loved ones to achieve that, too. You know, there's a story that I want to tell you, and that's The Little Soul in the Sun. Now, this is a children's book, but before that, it was part of Conversations with God. You know that book by Neil Donald Walsh, a series of essays compiled into this wonderful book. Well, so this story, The Little Soul in the Sun, was pulled out as a children's book and beautifully illustrated, just gorgeous book. My friend Susan gave me a copy of it. Hey, Susan, hope you're listening. And in this story, the little soul is up in heaven and says, I want to be a forgiving soul. I want to know what that's like. And God says, are you sure? Because you're pretty darn tootin' perfect at like you are. The little soul says, yeah, that's, that's what I feel like I need. I need that to learn how to f- forgive and be a forgiving soul. And so God says, sure, absolutely. We'll let you, let you sort that out and figure it out. So the little soul says, okay, here's what I need to do. I need somebody to help me with this. Who's going to help me learn this? And the second little soul comes forward and says, I'll help you with this. You're my friend. I love you, and I want you to have everything you need. What do we do? So the first little soul says, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the living. We're going to have physical bodies again. And you're going to have to do something really, really bad. But don't worry. It's just you and it's just me. And it's only for this one purpose, so I can learn to forgive. But here's the deal. We have to forget we ever had this conversation. Because what good is the test if you already know the answers? So we have to forget we ever had this conversation because that's the only way this is going to work. So they both come to the living. They put on their different (laughs) meat suits, as I call them. They put on their physical bodies. And sure enough, soul number two does something dastardly to soul number one. And at the end of both of their lives, they get to the other side. And they say, Well, how did that go? They take off their masks, their meat suits, (laughs) their costumes. And the little soul says, I learned what I needed. Thank you so much. So hearing that story, doesn't that shift things a little bit for you? Maybe put a difficult relationship into perspective. At least that's my hope. Now, another thing that people like to know about, especially in this class, is how we can bring our loved ones to us. Now, our loved ones are around us all the time. And no, they do not watch you when you're in your bathroom or when you're in bed with your spouse. I get asked that a lot. (laughs) My answer to that is that our loved ones are near us, but they come even closer when we're thinking about them. Do you think about your, lo- your mom when you're in the bathroom? Do you think about your brother when you're in bed with your husband? Probably not. And, But when we do think about them, they really can't resist that, and they come so close. So for that reason, I counsel my clients to maybe set up a space in their home where they have memorabilia and things that are meaningful to their loved ones. Maybe, you know, kind of like a Day of the Dead altar. Pictures, ticket stubs, programs, stuffed animals, anything that seems to mean something to them about their loved one. Maybe set up a little area and just keep pictures around of them. Sometimes when we're in heavy grief, we don't even want to look at the pictures. But it's not for them if you catch my drift. Having the pictures around, the altar, the memorabilia is for us. So we remember that they're with us. So we remember to think of them and reminisce and talk about them. They just come closer. We can call them closer like tuning in a radio dial. And it's like how a radio show is on, whether we're listening or not, It's like how all the radio shows are playing at the same time on the radio, but we have to tune our tuner to pick the show we want. Calling in our loved ones is like that. They're around us all the time, but when we talk about them, reminisce, make their favorite foods, laugh about old memories, talk to them, we're tuning our dial to them, and they're tuning their dial to us. And that works like a charm. And then finally, how we can communicate with our loved ones. So first of all, if you remember about the different frequencies, the different dimensions. So we need to raise our vibrations somewhat, and they need to lower theirs somewhat. So we can raise our vibration by doing things that we enjoy, by walking in nature, by just even being outside, doing things that we love, just gardening, walking in the forest, walking in the park, laying in the grass, raising your vibration, dancing, singing, doing your hobbies, the things that you love to do. When we are in the depths of grief, it is difficult to hear from our loved ones because our vibration is so very low. The exception to this might be um, in the days after our loved ones pass passing, and maybe before or around the funeral. Loved ones will sometimes make themselves known. Um, my aunt heard from my grandmother, and this was I believe this is one in an earlier episode here. Um, Just heard from my grandmother saying that I'm okay. I made it. I'm a. You don't have to worry about me. And that gave her so much comfort. She said she was the happiest person at the funeral because she heard from mom. Right. So our loved ones can appear to us just to let us know that they're okay and just to say goodbye. That happens a lot. Not every time, certainly, but many times. And like I said, they're always at the funeral. And we just have to try to perceive them but sometimes we're just too much in our grief to be able to perceive them and that's 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 okay grief takes as long as it takes but at some point we are open to start hearing from our loved ones and so raising the vibration can help just allowing the mind to quiet in general and so when Lisa and I teach this class together she has a whole system um and um what do you call those acronyms to talk about how to receive messages from our loved ones and i will have lisa on this podcast i promise you we've been trying to find a date to get together and record some things but she has a system to uh, raise our vibration and connect with our loved ones it's real fun Another way we can communicate is in dreams. Like I said, dream visits really work and are very effective. We can even ask for them. So before we go to sleep, just set the intention. I would love to hear from you, Mom. I give you permission to enter my dreams. And talk to them as if they were here. And let them know that you'd love love to hear from them. We could connect through the heart. Of course, through reminiscing, through opening the heart. And I know that's a strange concept. Opening the heart just feels like filling it with gratitude. Filling the heart with love, that opens the heart and allows for better communication. We can connect with our loved ones through meditation as well. And if you're feeling particularly inspired, you could try journaling with them. Now, in the Love Never Dies class, I do teach a technique, and I may do that at a future time with this podcast, is a technique to reach out. Um, This is not automatic writing, but it's not far removed from it. Um, I tend to call it spirit-guided writing, and it's setting an intention and establishing a protection around you before even doing something like that. And in the Love Never Dies class, I walk everybody through a couple of exercises to do that. So that's it for this episode. I hope that all made sense. And if you do have questions about any of this, if you are missing a loved one and would love to hear from them or just would like to have some closure, you can find me at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. You can even read my bio and make an appointment. You can even contact me, contact any of our practitioners, but you can contact us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. You can also email me at angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. In fact, if you have your own loved one encounter, if you have your own dream visit that just seemed more real than real, If you've heard from a loved one or know someone who has, I want to hear from you. Please contact me at angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Tell me your story and it will probably be featured in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please hit that like or follow. Please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you wouldn't mind. You know what? It sounds like a really simple thing and you think, well, why would, why would it matter? But in one recent episode, the caller mentioned that she was looking for a podcast about angels and this podcast popped up and it does that with more likes, follows, rates, and reviews. So please interact with the podcast and help others find us when they're searching for angel podcasts. So that's it for this week. And I will touch base with you again next week and stay inspired.
0: A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life Angel Encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com.